The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello and welcome to my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, George Lopez. I'm your middlest brother, Phil Lamar. I'm your baby brother. Unfortunately, I am Ernie Hudson. Hey, do you guys want to hear about my Pokemon card strategy? <laughs> do you want to rap about it? It's based mostly on powerful evolutions and, and power stacking. As you can certainly tell, we have been swept up in Beverly Hills Chihuahua three viva la fiesta bh3 uh, uh B- biba biba la ps biba la fiesta let me tell you because i i do speak uh about six years of educational uh spanish uh that means live the party which is now my new life's motto <laughs> live the part <laughs> now this this uh film is directed by uh lev spiro who I'm looking at his IMDb. You you know him from other films. He has directed like Modern Family. Oh, but I it's, like that. I like that TV show. The kids are they're sagacious. They're, they okay. talk like kids How, don't talk. Let me hit you with this. Wizards of Waverly plays the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might also know him from Super Ninjas. Of That's S U P A H Ninjas. Super Ninjas. That is also another. Now teams. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the IMDb page, and under the trivia, the did you know, the only thing listed is that there's a connection to Beverly Hills Chihuahua One. I <laughs> should fucking hope. Yeah, I don't know. They tried to reboot the whole franchise. Yeah, um, it was, it's it's like a separate but parallel Chihuahua verse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I you know what connection there isn't though, and that is French Stewart. I think that French Stewart listened to the episode of the podcast where we inexplicably savaged him, and then he just popped on Man in the Mirror, and then he said, no more. This far, no further. Griffin, I like that you're living in such a utopian society in which you believe that that is what happened, because my fear, my worry, is that what happened was all the, uh, the executive producers of Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 got together, and somebody said, oh! What about French Stewart? And they all kind of like no one would make eye contact with oh. each other, and they're just like, we don't, we don't want him back. That's even worse. Oh, no, why can't can we go one episode without beating up on French? I think no. I think that French. I think he's reinventing himself. Or alternatively, they said let's put him in three, and then some producers like no, no, no. You gotta have you gotta have a long lead ideas um, when you're dreaming up the BH franchise. <laughs> and uh you just imagine room to go narratively bh3 it's going to be strong enough to stand on its own legs sans french stewart we got ernie hudson's in the mix um we have emily osmond 
uh, we have oh we have Kyle Gass. That's that's no good. But uh, it's gonna be <laughs> that's bumming me out. Tom Kenny is there by law as dictated by law. Tom, mm-hmm. There is voiceover actually, yeah, to be done. In all of it. Yeah, I'm saying every every single uh, movie with voiceovers is in the contract that Tom Kenny he can just sit by and like drink coffee and watch other people do voiceovers. Exactly. But he has to be there. Don't. We're, I'm saying it's strong enough. Don't push the river. Don't shoot the cannon indoors. Let's save French Stewart. For for the Quattro, you know, bring it back. <laughs> He's got to come one. back, so it's like a big turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought he was dead at the end of two when he fell in front of that steamroller, but no, no. he is back. He's back in, in the Quattro, back as flat puppy. This time, this time, the Chihuahuas are going to France, and it's going to be fun because that's his, like it's part of his name. It's mm. we'll see you in the Quattro, French. Don't you think French Stewart would be good? Speaking of being <laughs> run over by steamroller, don't you think French Stewart would be good if they remade? Who framed Roger Rabbit as the as the bad guy, Doctor Sludge or yeah, whatever? I think so. Yes, of course he would. I mean, then we gotta replace Bob. <laughs> What's the detective? Bob Fudgens, who's <laughs> that actor? Yes, Bob Fudgens. <laughs> so Bob Fudgens is Ernie Valiant. He's got to be replaced by. Wasn't it How Bob Hoskins? Also, French Stewart. Sorry, Griffin. What is the name? Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, not Bob Fudgens. No, nope. I am sorry about that. You were that. close. But Bob French... Fudgens is evil. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, so we get French Stewart as Doctor Doctor Bad or Doctor Mean. I, I forget. Mm-hmm. And then as the Rabbit, that's going to be CG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tom Kenny will legally have to do his voice. It'll be that and... guy who did uh, Gollum. What's his face? What's his name? Yeah, they're going to mocap. <laughs> they're going to mocap Andy Serkis. To play, uh, to play Roger. <laughs> now that's that's a funny connection because Peter Jackson is doing the Quattro. So I'm afraid French oh, yeah. Stewart. When we My catch niece. when we catch French in the Quattro, he is going to be in the mix for like ten years that he cannot be shooting anything else. They are really mm-hmm. tying him up with the Quattro. Yeah. Uh, he, but hopefully he'll be able to make time for the shooting schedule of Who Framed Roger Rabbit again. Uh, which is that the name be? of the movie? Who it Framed is. Roger Rabbit again? Lay off. <laughs> Who's still framing Roger Rabbit? Uh, featuring the voices of John Travolta and Roseanne Barr as the babies. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Time to get to the advice. I'm currently getting ready to ask my girlfriend of four years to marry me, but a bit of an issue has come up. While talking to her recently, she mentioned that her parents were a bit concerned that I had not yet talked to them concerning my proposal. She threw me for a loop. Is talking to her parents, namely her father, who thinks I'm a screw-up, necessary in this day and age? Or is that tradition that went away in the 50s? That's from Confused in California. No, it's still Um, very much a thing. Yeah, so I've only ever gotten engaged the one time, but my thought on this is whatever they think is a tradition is the tradition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think you should – yeah, you should probably get a read on how traditional they are. Um, which I think is gonna is gonna help you to light light your way here. I I don't think that this um this gesture would ever be. I mean I I I do understand there's inherent sexism in the gesture, um, uh, but I I don't think that it's necessarily going to offend anyone doing it. I I mean I think you run a much greater risk of offending people by by not. Doing oh yeah, it, like Teresa's right? parents. I was talking with Teresa before I did it, and I was like, "I want to talk to your parents first. And she was like, "They don't care. Don't worry about it." And I was like, "Yeah, but I do." And it was still a very nice moment, even though like it's not like 
if I had proposed without asking, they would have been super offended or anything. Can you guys but tell it, me? It was just can, a nice moment for us. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear stories from Justin, and I want to hear stories from Travis about oh how my this God. talk went. Because, Justin, Mine I know was, yours was kind of a panic attack. I'm not good at anything that happens in this whole procedure. And I asked my my now mother-in-law if, if uh, she and my father-in-law could meet me at their house on their lunch break which i love and i'm like come on back to the house let's just like talk this through because you start out by inconveniencing them i know this is like full panic attack like my and i ask them i say well i'd like to you know they they guess they knew the jig was up and i am like they somehow put two and two together what if you just like got them some subs some subway subs and they just call it and you thought i i just thought this would be a nice thing for us to do together (laughs) if we had subway sub wednesdays would you come back to the house on your lunch please i want to point out all the messes you need to clean up Mm -hmm. listen i so i'm i'm in the middle of asking and they say yes and then my now father-in-law says i i would like to ask that you would consider maybe holding off uh, on on getting married until after she had finished medical school because I, I wouldn't want anything to get in the way of that and I, I like that was three years away so I like slapped my hand down the table I was like listen okay back off I don't this part of this I don't remember that part I said back off I think I it's said. getting fictitious and then I think even I think tall father-in-law that, that's what I said father-in-law stood over e- you yeah even if your father-in-law was not a nine foot tall uh, I would say Conan-esque figure. You yeah. would still probably not have the the uh, the gumption, uh, the vim to to pull that maneuver off. No, I just said like I'll think I'll think about it, and then we just never brought it up again. <laughs> and I then you got married my... six months later. Yeah, it's got married six months later. That was my play there. That worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Didn't send him an invitation to the wedding until the day before. Yeah, he just didn't. He just didn't bring it up again. So I was like, well, I guess it's cool. I guess we're cool. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, you really cool. did tie Sydney down while she was in med school. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? I, I, the you burned crazy, all her books. The crazy <laughs> would let her go to about, class. The crazy thing about his assertion is that I would ever do anything to get in the way of me making that money. I know. <laughs> I gotta get paid. Um. Anyway, Tra- Travis fine. was yours. Yours, I imagine, was was much smoother. Well, well I mean, it was in the fact that like we, you know, we took them out to dinner in Dayton, so like they didn't have to like drive down to Cincinnati or anything, but like. Can you I, drive down plan, to Cincy on your lunch break? My plan originally was, like, when Teresa, like, gets up from the table, you know, she goes use the bathroom or something, or, like, she goes away to, like, check on whatever, I'll do it. And I told Teresa that, and about 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, she's like, well, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I stood up with her and, like, walked over and was like, I'm, I'm not going to do it till you come back. I can't do this without you there. She was like, oh. Okay, cool. So I made her sit at the table while I asked her parents. Push your courage to the sticking point, Travis. Yeah, I didn't at all. I pushed out. I was so, so freaked out in that Travis, moment. Travis, I would like to formally request that you start referring to me as King Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> the king of having nuggets. That is the full title. The thing is... is let, me, let me just hear it once to kind of try it on for size. So here's the thing, King Nuggets. Um... <laughs> Her dad is, like, a hardcore, like, Air Force guy and has been, like, he's a lifer and he's a very, he he likes me, he's a nice guy, but he's a very quiet, reserved guy who usually answers in monosyllabic responses. Mm-hmm. And, like, the idea of carrying on a conversation about how I was going to marry his 
the you know like be the first person to marry one of his daughters uh, was like the most terrifying thing to do Travis, without Teresa. My father-in-law is nine feet tall and his hair is made of fire and he is always <laughs> riding a horse. My father-in-law <laughs> could rebuild a car like blindfolded in a cave and knows more about being a man than I guys, will ever. Guys, guys, there's only one way to settle this. We need to get your fathers-in-law to fight each other. <laughs> Listen, well, my father-in-law is recuperating from knee surgery, so he's going to Then it might this. just be fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I, my, my future father-in-law will do very well, like, in the Hunger Games, like, setting up traps and knowledge of weapons and whatnot. But hand-to-hand, I think that uh, Justin's father-in-law would, would win. I think it is a—I I, I personally think it is a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I, I do think you run more, especially if the dad already thinks you're kind of whack. Yeah. Um, you are not going to do anything to assuage him of that. Like, it not doing it feels pretty excusey uh, from where well, I'm sitting. And if you have if you have issues like it's sexist or you know I feel like it's outdated, then I mean I think it's completely justified to make it an opportunity for you and your girlfriend to talk to both sets of parents. You know, have a time with her parents, sit down with your parents, and say, "Hey, we're planning this. You know, this is going to be coming up." Because they're they're both going to be involved in the wedding, so sure. both sets of parents. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I I agree. I think that it, it that you could make a, a legitimate case for, you know, ha- having both people present if you if you felt it was a sexist gesture. I, I I think it's nicer to do something though to show that you are looking for their approval, like getting um, getting them some subway subs on their lunch break. Just pick yeah. them up some subway subs on their or lunch Or at the very least, and... like, one of the cards with, like, ten holes punched in it, so they can go pick yeah. out their own sub if they want to. To show you right. that I am a viable financial supporter of your progeny, uh, here's seven out of eight punched on this Quiznos card. <laughs> Where it goes next is completely up Don't to worry you. about us or our kids. I'm already, uh, I'm not looking for, I think mine, when I do have this talk, it's going to be very uncomfortable because I am going to request uh, no visitation. <laughs> I see. Just from the just from the jump from the get go legally. <laughs> you know well, that you're not like adopting her. <laughs> I just that think it, you know it gets is. it gets it's it gets confusing for her. You know she's gonna be like, which family am I a part of? And it's like mm-hmm. I don't I just don't want I just don't want her to ever question. You know right. And you don't want to have to rely on shaking the no-no can mm. for the rest of the of your years. You need to set boundaries from the beginning, right? Now the no-no yeah. can, it, that is a can full of beans that shakes, and she gets scared of the sound. Exactly. Yeah, you can also yes. do a spray bottle if okay. like she gets up on the front. This, but this is not sexist, but I I am I'm seeing a raccoon. <laughs> I'm romantically entangled with a raccoon. I was gonna suggest an invisible fence. Also, would be great. Okay. Mm-hmm. She she listens to the show. She's not gonna enjoy this part. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Sorry. I love you so much. Let's do a Yahoo. Sorry. Cl- 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 <laughs> <laughs> raccoon dog. Oh man, she's actually sitting twenty feet away. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's just gnawing on his furniture to punish him. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this pillow. Uh, let's do a Yahoo answer. Um, oh, this one's good. This one was sent in by Lizzie Cross. Thanks, Lizzie. It's by Yahoo Answers user Black Sunday Mold, who asks, um, oh, "His avatar is poop in a toilet. I do not want to <laughs> look at that anymore." Uh, how to make eleven eleven wish not come true? 
so last time during 11.11, I made a wish to see my sister. I'm studying overseas soon. When I wish for 11.11, I usually repeat the wish out loud until 11.11 is done. So for a minute, I kept saying I wish to see my sister soon. But out of nowhere, in the middle of my wishing, I suddenly said, I wish I was Latin American. <laughs> what? Okay, Hold obviously, on. I don't want to be I'm Latin American. by the parameters. Okay, I obviously don't want to be Latin American. I think my Filipino and the Chinese mix is all right with me. I'm not being racist or anything. Would the Latin American wish come true also after that accidentally <laughs> slipped out? I still kept on saying I wish to see my sister. Please help. Would the Latin American wish come true? I wish to see my sister. I wish to see my sister. I wish I was Latin American. What the fuck? Why did I think? What a Freudian. I, get this. I think that this dude needs to open up to the fact that he does, in fact, wish he was latin american yeah you know mm -hmm. maybe he does there's something in you that needs to just let that that carefree spirit out you know mm -hmm. yeah feel the rhythm of the night feel the rhythm in your bones it's in you is there another like if you make a wish at 222 it never ever ever will ever come true that's another yeah. one that people don't really know much about that's a rhyming couplet actually yeah which i like uh, I I think that whichever one you wished more, I'm I'm not sure about the technical, but but I I think whichever one you wished more is the one that legally has to come. I through. don't think so. I think it can. I think you can get a fraction of it. You know, you might get mm -hmm. uh you might get like sixty six point six repeating percent. I I want to see my sister, but I think you, when you wake up the next morning, you are going to be one third Latin American. Well, see, right. but so I think, but I think the thing with that is, is it's like a, it's a numbers game where if you say you want to see your sister, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, like twenty six times, and you say you want to be Latin American once, mm -hmm. then like maybe there's just... a one in twenty seven chance. Okay, or or oh, if we go with, lottery, if we go yeah. with the fractional rule, uh, I didn't even consider the horrifying possibility that you do wake up one twenty seventh Latin American, and then your sister shows up, and maybe she's missing a hand. Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe one. Maybe she forgot who you are, or, or maybe. And then you have to go find Doc Brown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, what, DeLorean. what is 127th Latin American look like? Does that just mean you can pull off white dress shoes? Is that the only, <laughs> the only chain? I want you guys to know that I'm sitting here dealing with the horrifying reality that I don't know a single thing to say here that isn't just incredibly racist. Yeah, that's, that's true. great, Trav. Well, that's cool, because cool, we are cool, sitting cool, here. But I've accepted it. I've learned it. Well, now you've got a nice blend because you've admitted that you're racist without just saying anything funny, yeah. uh -huh. which is good because it's sort of like a, the worst of both. I, I think the exactly. only the only problem is we're all sitting here trying to think of something funny that applies to every Latin American person. And you, I think that is actually the <laughs> dictionary definition of what racism is. I so you're saying wife... we need to make it broader and be like you know he's 127th latin american so he really enjoys uh america's next top model or i think we yeah we explore options that uh don't make a lick of goddamn sense at all okay um, right. which is still you racism say, you just say literally the first goddamn thing that comes into your head yeah yeah basically like um like they uh maybe they they all really like going to the opera Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that about. Uh, everybody knows that. I mean, like they're people. they're ambivalent towards pancakes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, don't bring that. <laughs> don't bring that pancake passer around here. Mm -hmm. I offer him pancakes. He passes them right back to me. He says, hey, "I don't know, pancakes. I don't know right now about pancakes." A closer. Closer. What about I'm a Latin American Canadian? eh? <laughs> ah, they uh. 
They they took all the jobs from Australia, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, and right. Gave, and gave them to Great Britain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just kept passing them around. Yeah. What if they are taking our jobs, but then they're giving them? They're hi- like they're the hi- Robin Hood of jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're hiding them in places we'll never find them. <laughs> you know that I heard Latin Americans buried like ten thousand jobs mm-hmm. in a landfill in New Mexico somewhere, mm-hmm. and you have to go find them. And if you're the guy who finds them, then you get them all, which is going to really take a chunk out of your free time. We never see Mark anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's got he he's holding 10, down ten thousand jobs. jobs. <laughs> he found them in a Latin American landfill. Every he's stump really rich, speech, but he is so tired. Every political stump speech ever. Some people are trying to work ten thousand jobs just to make a, just to make a living. They found him in a secret Latin American landfill. What are we fucking talking about anymore? <laughs> the secret American. That's why you. That's why Americans are working longer at hours in their jobs, statistically speaking, because they're afraid to turn their backs on them. <laughs> Latin Americans will come and sweep them away mm-hmm. and hide them in a like a burrow or. Something. They don't see my desk. Yeah. Hey, where's my desk? <laughs> well, don't look up in that tree. <laughs> I didn't hide it up there. God damn it, Manny. Oh, shit. Manny's the fat baby on, on uh, uh, Chuckle Family. What's that fucking shit called? Yeah, Chuckle Family. Uh, family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's Family Matters. Modern Warfare? <laughs> Okay, I got another question. Okay. (laughs) Sorry if anything we said offended you, by the way. Let's lay down that blanket. But if it did, I I don't. It didn't make any sense. My worry is that we, like, stumbled on a really bad one. We fucking love pancakes. Yeah. They know about that. (laughs) I hate these gringos. Using using the terminology. I, 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 yeah. There's going to be some judicious editing on that portion. Oh, golly. It will take hours. <laughs> hours of deliberation <laughs> those, and Googling. Those listening at home may have just heard like 10 to 13 minutes of silence. Straight <laughs> silence. I just hope you cut out Dustin's whole Lakukaracha rant. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it got pretty bad. Oh, um, man. So. <laughs> oh, great lost bit. Great, great classic lost bit. Uh, we'll launch it into space and maybe somebody will find it. Some march of civilization. <laughs> hey, so I've started dating this guy who seems pretty cool, but I'm converting to Catholicism, which means that premarital sex has to go. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be happy about it if he knew. So how long is it going to take him to either leave me or cheat on me? Or is this something you guys are really willing to put up with if they like you? That's from Gmail. To be fair, it says that that guys, not us guys. Okay, that guys are really willing to put up with if they like you. Yeah. Oof. I don't think. I don't think you can lay down that blanket statement because there's got to be guys who. Who who honor the the true love waits? Um, of course there are. Yeah. Yeah. For certain. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know your dude. You didn't give us any deets on your dude. Yeah, without any sort of deets on your dude, uh, it's going to be hard for us to, to delineate. I think the important thing here is going to be honesty and forthrightness that you, mm-hmm. you know, lay it out for him. Um, 
you know, the, 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 as honestly and directly as you can. Um, I would caution you, however, and point out that just because you're converting to Catholicism, people fuck up on their religions like all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like that's kind of the whole bit is like messing up and then messing up ask, and coming back. But we don't messing up and coming back. We shouldn't tell anybody to do something less than the best of their ability. Um, no, I'm not trying to give you a permission. You slip should to be fail. the best Catholic you I, can be. Don't get me wrong; it will feel so dirty and good because now oh, it's forbidden. Yeah. Um, yeah, forbidden fruit. So it is going to feel. It's going to feel better. It's going to feel wetter. It's. <laughs> Let's. But listen, Rich. Just listen. Mouth stuff. You can go right now to extremerestraints.com, mm-hmm. use coupon code MIDDLESS, and you will find things there that I'm pretty sure do not qualify as intercourse, mm-hmm. but are going to take you on a journey. They have special attachments. <laughs> extremerestraints.com, Pope approved. Yeah. Most of them are post-sexual, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, they go beyond our traditional ideas of intercourse. I gotta say, there's a whole section in there about knee pits, about the back of your knee. <laughs> And like things you can do with it that I had absolutely. It is a secret cave of pleasure that, you, and you got two of them. Yeah. So, I I don't think you should set out to 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 fail. I'm 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 basically kidding about that. I do think you should be honest with the guy, and I don't think and I, and again, this is just. I don't think anybody would say. Um, well, that's not going to work for me. I mean, you're I, cool and all, but I... To amend the statement, I think it should be true love will wait if that's what you want. He's not going to mm. say flat out, nope. He's going to say, nope. okay, that's fine. And then you're going to be making out later that same afternoon. And it's going to be like, <laughs> hey, can, uh, I'm just going to stick it in. And then you're going to be like, no, I fucking... I said it. Jerry? I said no. J- well, can- nobody is dating anyone named Jerry. But um, <laughs> Oh, that's fair. That's how it's going to play out. They're going to – when the lust wave – when you're swimming in the ocean of lust um, and – And remember, you've just heightened this. Because mm-hmm, you just said no, no, no. This can't happen because of Jeezy. Then you – Because of um, young Jeezy. He is going to combust. <laughs> um. So you got to be vigilant when you do when you do the stuff. I was just kidding about mouth stuff, by the way. That I, you know, it's it's up to you. You. I think I, if it's something you're serious about and like this is important to you, then if he doesn't respect that, if he's like, uh, no, then maybe he's not that great of a dude. I had a um, I had a uh, youth pastor once in when I was in uh, in my youth, <laughs> appropriately enough, and he said people. You know, you kids ask me all the time, you know, what's, how far is too far? You know, what, what, you know, what can I still do? And I, and I tell them, your heavenly father is watching all the time. So if you wouldn't do it with Jesus in the room, then don't do it. And I sat there thinking, that's a pretty fucking short list, man. Yeah. <laughs> the list of things I would do if Jesus was in the room. Or I like wouldn't chew with my mouth open if Jesus was in the room. <laughs> yeah, I do not. How come Griffin died? Oh, he stopped pooping. <laughs> he stopped pooping and he died from it. I wouldn't put my elbows on the table. I, like, I'm not going to talk about Frenching. Like, no way. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse hey, me, young Jesus. Hey, is this cool? Hey, J-Man. 
I sang at the top of my lungs in my car. Am I going to hell now? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus was watching and judging you the whole time. I mean, I know I was off key, but... <laughs> Sorry, bro. Um, hey, you know, if this guy turns out to be much more of a dipshit than we gave him credit for, uh, maybe you'll meet some nice people in your new church mm-hmm. that, that would share your values. Mm-hmm. Um and that and that might be a better fit. I don't know. I don't know this guy again. I'm I'm we're flying kind of blind here. Well, and not not to get too preachy, uh, but Uh-oh. there is this one concept that I remember from my youth, and it was that idea of being unequally yoked. And I think that goes both ways. You know, that if that always be with people that raise you up to the standards you want to be raised up to, no matter what that is, no matter what standards you're holding yourself to. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that goes to the same of like people that ride in and they're like, my boyfriend's so lazy. He doesn't have a job, just sits on the couch all day. Like, mm-hmm. that's bad. That's bad. He's bringing you down. Yeah. He's a bad influence on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, um, I mean. You- but that raises the question, what is my wife doing with me? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Well, after a hard day of her, like, being an adult and being responsible and taking care of things, nice to just come home and kick back with you. She just thought. Just kick back with old low press <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Thanks, scraps. That really. <laughs> well, I mean, she really comes home and she's got no one to impress. You know, <laughs> she hasn't sat yeah. down all day. She wants, she wants the human equivalent of of a of a of a sumo chair. Somebody who is, he, she wants to put on her sweatpants. Yeah, now, you're like a papazon in, yeah. in that respect. Now, Travis, who is it? That she doesn't have to impress. It's you. No, then who is that again? That would be you, King Nugget. Thank you. Thank you. King Nuggets. Yeah. King, Nugget is a, King or, Nugget is adorable. Or <laughs> sounds like you, his honorable and most venerable Nugs. <laughs> King, King Lord Nuggets. High Nugs of Nuggington. King Nugget sounds like who Mayor McCheese had to overthrow <laughs> to instill democracy in McDonald Land. My liege, there's been an uprising. <laughs> <laughs> the Fry Kids are revolting. Upturn the vats of honey mustard. <laughs> Take my child McRib and get him out of here. Whisk him to safety. Return Steve only McRib. when there is calm. <laughs> and even then, momentarily. Bring me the head of Grimace. <laughs> no, my lord, we don't know where the head starts. It just kind of slopes. We're having a hard time figuring this just out. Just find a thick part of the gradient. <laughs> Someone bring, someone bring me, bring me Lord Highchester McPizza. He's been gone from our kingdom. Advisor special... Fajita, you've served me well these many years. But now I must send you away to Taco Bell safety. My leash. Here comes Kid Vid, the Kingslayer. He's riding wheels like a, a beautiful chariot. The kids club always pays their debts. <laughs> oh Christ! Oh, the kids club does always pay their debts. <laughs> it, is, it is accurate. Um, um, you know, speaking of debts, we have our own. Speaking of debts, we gotta go. To the money. Side. A 
Griff, who is this message for? Uh, this particular message is for Kira Thompson. It's uh, Trap. it's from Lance and Georgia Lowe, uh, okay. who wish Kira Thompson a happy belated birthday to their MLS holding, Max Fun bumper sticker having, Sour Broughton making, all around fantastic friend. Uh, like Mabim Bam, Kira helps people resolve the pressing issues in their lives. As a librarian, that mostly involves directing homeless people to the bathrooms and helping children log onto computers so they can enjoy porn. A noble calling, Kira. <laughs> the coolest person ever. That sounds like a pretty cool gig. Yeah. Uh, Travis, what, is, what about our what other is, Wait, what is an MLS, you guys? It's that's, uh, your ma- your your uh, master's in liter- library sciences. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. Fuck, that might be right. I, I think know. that is. Yeah. Isn't that terrifying? Travis, who's the other message for? Oh, it's for Laura Yokoyama, and it's from Jonah Yokoyama. Man, those are good names. Yeah, right. And didn't I do a great job pronouncing them? Good one. Really good. Good job, Um, Jeff. Well, the thing is, is like I've met Lori and Jonah. They came to see me in Complete Works, and uh, Lori made some of the most amazing cupcakes I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, are they the? Are they the? I had cookies once. Are they the people who brought cookies to the (laughs) Cincinnati? (laughs) (laughs) Sweetie, good job. Have you guys heard of cookies? Fuck, they're good. They're like flat cupcakes. <laughs> they're really <laughs> yummy. Uh, they're like crackers, but like sugar, like sugar crackers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway, <sighs> so Jenna says, "Happy 120, Lori, maker of literally the most awesome cupcakes Travis McElroy has ever eaten. Confirmed. Happy anniversary, eight years, and I love you more all the time. Thanks for being so supremely awesome and wonderful. I'm lucky to have you in my life." And then Jenna has informed us here to make fart sound. So, there. I'm not gonna. Griffin. There's no way. Eager to, pl- eager to please. There is absolutely happy, no way. Happy, happy to be here. That I'm ever going to. <laughs> I did it with uh, my knee pit. The are better than Beverly Hills Two All with Three. Oh. <laughs> they probably quite literally are. Uh, I also want to talk to you guys. We mentioned them earlier, but uh, ExtremeRestraints. Dot com is a uh, is a site where you can buy all your adult toys. For adults only, um, we have this coupon code Middlest, uh, and it does two things for you. One, it saves you twenty percent on all your adult purchases, which is which is rad. But more importantly, it uh, puts your purchase on a big list <laughs> of purchases by MBNBAM. An anonymous list. We should point An out. An anonymous list. We have no names or anything. Just lists of things people have bought. That wow, some of you guys, you dug You're deep. Getting it. You are getting it. Um, we got a be- uh, uh, a beaded silk rope, the Climax Gems vibrator, and a Scarlet Overload beaded anal plug. That's one order. I mean, that's... What do you think the uh, the super head honcho is? I don't know, but lots of people seem to be getting into that right now. What about Sammy's Fist anal plug? Uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, butterfly lace tanga panty. That sounds nice. That sounds like a nice place to start. How about latex briefs with a penis sleeve? That's good because it, sometimes um, my penis gets so cold. Yeah. Um, just for this warm, uh, you know, winter is coming. Winter is coming. Uh, Put your dick in this sleeve. Now I know. I think I have a basic idea of what this thing is, but the name makes it sound real fun. The double balloon and a manazel. Yay! Yay! When one Yay. balloon, one balloon of fluid just will not do. Yeah, uh, this first, this is very great. This is great. Trinity Contempo rabbit vibrator, mm-hmm. and four AAA alkaline batteries. So hey, it's your Get one-stop it. shop 
Or... Is this person preparing to orgasm through the apocalypse? <laughs> Case of water. Somebody yeah, right. bought a three-in-one sun-touched candle. Aww. Which I assume they just lit and then ram-jammed right up their butthole. <laughs> I don't know what you do with this. But anyway, that's ExtremeRestraints.com. It's, it's spelled just like it sounds. And uh, the coupon I, code is Middlest. M-I-D-D-L-E-S-T. Save 20% at ExtremeRestraints.com. Go check them out. They're a lot of fun. They like the show, and, and we like them. We've done they are, we've done a lot of promotions for them. And I think if, they are our leading sponsor, which literally makes me so happy yeah. every time. Um, so so they support us. Go support them. Even if you listen to, to these bits, you're like, oh, that's not for me. Go check it out, because it probably is for you. There probably is something for you there. ExtremeShanks.com. Hey, and and when re- you do find something, make sure that you go back and write a product review of it. That'll make them ha- real happy. Yeah. Yeah, they'll like that. How about, a Yahoo, hey. how about a Yahoo answer? I'm wanting one of those so bad. This one was sent in by Seth Condon. Thanks, Seth. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Oh, it's just a colon. Okay. Easy enough. Yeah. Is it a picture of a colon? Um, because no. that sounds more like Yahoo Answers. Uh, colon. I think that emoticon is like you got the eyes, but the mouth is sewn shut. That's horrifying. They ask, what Pokemon should we name our baby after? Me and my husband are so excited for our new baby. We really love the first 151 Pokemon and are planning to name her him after a Pokemon. We have some preliminary names picked out, but are having a tough time deciding. What do you guys think of these names? Uh, and then they list some Pokemon names, including Psyduck and Caterpie yes. and Raichu. Is and Ghastly in there? Ekans. Ghastly. Ghastly. Uh, Ghastly is not among them. Um... I appreciate these people's attempt to keep it OG by not introducing the other ones because I feel like they really lost their shit um, for the naming conventions for, you know, 152 on. Yeah, so we're keeping a Ridge. We're keeping Gen 1, Red, Blue, or Leaf Green, Fire Red. Okay, so my my vote goes to Slowbro. Okay. Is there any particular reason? Because I feel like you're setting that kid up to fucking fail. Oh, I thought we were already planning on that. I thought that was already a suit. Oh, I see. You're leading into it. Yeah, I'm just going with it. Okay. Um, I think uh, my the, my choice would have to be for um, Stunky. <laughs> <laughs> Stunky the Pokemon. Is Stunky is Stunky a Pokemon? Yeah, and it it, it looks exactly like it sounds. So actually, okay, I'm gonna pick a real one because I don't want to just. I don't want to sell. I don't. I do not want to put you on blast, but that is definitely not in the original Pokedex. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I, how about I go with? Uh, I'll go with one from the original 151, and go with um, Spinarak. That'll be good. Yeah, that's good. Spinarak. Spinarak is fun. yeah, because your child's gonna be a, an evil Wait, mage. So Griffin is Spinarak. Of course not. Right? Sorry, why? Because it's in the second, ge- it's in the, the gold, silver, crystal generation, Justin. You know this? Obviously, you know this. <laughs> what about me? I feel too? like you're just doing this to piss me off now. Oh, <laughs> check. Um, okay, I'm going to have to go with. Can I use Japanese names? I think you have to. Okay, <laughs> then I'm going to go with Nido Queen. Okay, that's not a or... Japanese name. That's a real. Sorry, Griffin, what? <laughs> that's what it was called. Okay. You make me so fucking angry. All I want out of you is a straight answer. Fushigibana. <laughs> okay. Fushigi, Fushigibana is Venusaur in Japan. 
Uh, I like that way, way better. I'm going to go with Mr. Mime. Because <laughs> it's good. You're say- you-, you are saying a lot about that kid right from the jump. Hey, by the way, uh, there are... I'm going to say I didn't count them, but I'll say about 25 answers to this. And all of them uh, are composed of Pokemon names. And not please for uh, not doing this thing. That not doing this terrible, terrible thing to a human being. Not cries for mercy. Mm-hmm. Please to the governor to spare this child. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, a- but this is what blows my mind. Whenever we stumble upon the yahoos that are like, you know, I want to name my kid after Harry Potter people. Like, there are real-ass, regular, normal names somewhere in the Poke, you know, verse. Yeah, sure, like, like Charizard. Now- no, name yeah. your kid. I'm saying name your kid fucking Ash. Yeah. Name him Brock. Name her Misty. Like, don't, don't, why would you pick, why would you say, like, no, those are real bullshit names. I'm going with Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. Everybody wants to be the person that does the thing that no one else has done before. Right. And I think that you have, I think if you name your kid, uh, you know, Ponyta, I think you're probably in the clear. As far as that is con- concerned. Um, Let's be honest, though. I mean, our worry is that you, you know, this kid will become a social outcast because he's named after a goddamn Pokemon. But consider this kid's parents. The die is cast. I I mean, I don't think that this guy's going to be the head of the lacrosse team. No, and he's going to feel there's going to be a lot of um, psychological issues, uh, you know, vis-a-vis having 150 siblings. Yeah, because they got to pop them all out, yeah. right? They got they got to birth them all. Got to birth them all. I got to say, though, I, I did just picture, like, the idea of this child growing up to just be an incredibly, like, successful lawyer. I think you mean evolving into an Evolving into a lawyer. successful lawyer and someone just be like, now, uh, Geodude Johnson, attorney at law. <laughs> Are there criminals out there affecting you? Don't worry. I'll catch them all. Professional football player Charizard Jones. <laughs> oh, I got Charizard Jones oh, that, on my fantasy rolls. team. That would be great, actually. Yeah, that would actually be the best. Oh. Um. Oh. Wiggly Tough Peterson, <laughs> I find you guilty of four counts of patricide. You killed your parents, resurrected them, and then killed them again. What a terrible crime. But who can blame you? You're off scot-free. Oh, Vote man. for me. Make Champ Smith. <laughs> President Maychamp, what have you done? You have run our country into the ground. Are you really better off than you were four years ago when President Pichetto was elected? Can we have a new weekly segment on the show called Justin Tries to Pronounce Pokemon Names? I did great. I should have gone with Butterfree. Yeah. That's my that's my bad. Or, you know, I could have gone. I should have gone with um, fl- Flop. Fluffy? Is that how that's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Mareep? Mareep is a pretty good name. That would be a great pick for them. Mm-hmm. Dr. B. Drill Murphy. O-B-G-Y-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me get let me get up in there, much like a, a drill would do on a bee's hand. Can we move on? Let's. Uh, I have a question here. Hey, brothers. I've been a tattoo artist for seven years, and one of the hardest parts of my job is gently informing potential clients getting their girlfriend or boyfriend's name tattooed on them is a terrible idea. Can you help me come up with some good ways to let them know they're being dumb? That's from bringing the pain in Maine. I I have an idea. Okay. 
You know when you go to a tattoo parlor, or for those of you that have never been to a tattoo parlor, they have books up front that is a catalog of the artist's work so that you can be like, oh, I really like this idea and I like this aesthetic. And there's always a section where it's cover-ups. What if you had a book that was just cover-ups where someone got a boyfriend or girlfriend's name tattooed and then got it covered up by something? Yeah, have them go ahead and pick out which cover-up they Yeah. <laughs> And make that part of the deal where, like, they got to sign a contract that says they'll come back to you. It's like a tattoo yeah, prenup. I like that. Yes. Yeah, you you got to prepay for your cover-up. Uh, so you get, like, Jennifer tattooed on you with the option of, if it doesn't work out, you get it augmented to say, whatever happened to Jennifer Grey? <laughs> <laughs> you get it augmented to Benifer because you were just such a huge fan of Ben Affleck yeah. and Jennifer Garner. Uh, now, how do you cover up your benefit tattoo? That falls apart. Because I got that. I would like to. <laughs> well, no. In that scenario, you're covered because he went from from Lopez to Garner. Mm-hmm. I'm saying as long as he keeps seeing Jennifer, as you are, you are in the clear. Can I? I I, I gotta say, maybe there's a s- sort of different ethics that I'm not aware of in the tattooing biz, but I gotta say, man, just. Just fucking do the tattoo. I mean, the the only knowledge that you could be imparting to them is that it is permanent. <laughs> and, like, if they are not aware of that, th- then... You don't think that there's a certain amount of, like, inherent responsibility? Like, it's different from, like, going and getting a haircut because, you know, someone said, like, dye my hair and shave my basketball number into my face or something. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you... That will grow out and that'll go away. But if someone comes into you and says, I want this terrible idea for a tattoo... I don't want to live in a tattoo nanny state. But it's, if I want to get a stupid tattoo, then I should be allowed to. They have to practice a regimen of stern non-malfeasance. They, they, they adhere to the Hippocratic Oath just like every other medical professional. Mm-hmm. And that, that means they can't, they can't, you know, get put like a race car with, uh, you know, Miley Cyrus's face on it on somebody's body as a joke, or maybe for serious. <laughs> Are you saying that they can't do that instead of what the person asked for? Or can you not just say, I don't think that's a good idea? Or is that like, well, fuck you. Like, I think they can turn people away, right? You, I mean, I'm sure you can turn any... No one's ever like gotten a tattoo at gunpoint, I think. <laughs> no, no, but they can turn people away for being drunk. I think that this is along the same lines. You say, you're, you're love drunk. drunk. You're, you're love, you're drunk, love, love drunk. drunk. Get out of here. I'll make you a deal. If you still want this in a year, I'll do it for you. But then they're just going to go to the, to, like, uh... You blacklist ne- them. You got to blacklist them. needles or yeah, whatever yeah. the bad tattoo parlor is, you know? They're going to get an alleyway tattoo from a person who doesn't know what they're doing. And then they're serious. They don't, they don't give a shit about the Hippocratic Oath mm-hmm. in the alley. Thanks you could give them a guess. tattoo of blood. Oh, that's a good idea, Trav. I like that. Get them a tattoo of what? Yeah. A, a blood tattoo. tattoo of blood. I don't understand. They hurt a lot more because there's no ink. But you can, by doing the, um... You know, you can get a tattoo of with no ink, and it'll just stitch your blood in there. It's not permanent. It will heal, but maybe see how that goes. So are we just talking about cutting a thing into you, and then it's yeah. a scar? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yes, yes, I know. So last year, when I reached into the oven to get a pizza out, and I, I burned my forearm on the uh, on the rack, uh, yeah. that was not – that was I, no, that was that just was me a, getting that, a bitch in blood tattoo. That was a – that was a pizza brand. Okay. That's so different. Mm-hmm. You got branded by your love of pizza. 
Oh shit, guys! I just remember I got some pizza. I uh, it's right across it's my wrist. It looks like I tried to shuffle myself off this mortal coil, and really, yeah. what happened was that I had uh, I had a tombstone in there, and I just really couldn't wait to get at it. Is tombstone <laughs> you pizza? You had to earn it. I had a tombstone pizza from 1997 that I've been saving. <laughs> You know, every pizza has a story, mm, but only Griffin's that. pizza has a legend. <laughs> you understand that Tombstone Pizza was a pizza company. This was not a, a, a promotional pizza for the movie Tombstone. I feel like it was. Like, all the pepperonis shaped like white herb. Okay. And right. like well, Doc Holiday cheese. This has gotten out of control. It. Yeah, well, yeah usually how it shakes out um hey i recently found out two of my cousins started following me on twitter this wouldn't be an issue except i'm 30 and they're 14 and 11 it's not like i'm shoveling hate and filth in my tweets but i'm a grown-ass lady woman with a grown-ass lady woman thoughts and opinions what should i do be uncool and block them or censor myself in hopes i don't corrupt young minds that's from not sure what to do in chicago this is great this is I, we all had to deal with this. Yes. Um, I feel like Twitter is the 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 truest form of who you are. That's eh, not true. Just nah. no. I say fuck a bunch on Twitter, and my our fairly religious cousins listen or follow follow the follow the tweets I say, and I can't help but feel you just got to stomach the disappointment every time you say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what is funny about that, Griffin? I had that problem, too, but I recently checked in, and the situation had resolved itself. What was... They stopped following you? They stopped you? following you? They did unfollow the kid. Yes. <laughs> that, is, I, that is really I, too bad. I have been unfollowed. Uh, and I can't... I don't think I can follow a, a 15-year-old without it being mutual. I had to unfollow them... <laughs> Reciprocally, reciprocally, yep, reciprocably. It. Got it. Yeah. Got it in one. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> one take. One take. J. They call me. You um, know, I had this experience yesterday where uh, this uh, I was at work and this fifteen-year-old said, "Hey, I really like your show," and I, me thinking it was one of the many plays that I have worked on. I said, "Oh, which one?" And she said, "My brother, my brother, and me." And my response was, oh. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry for saying fuck just then, too. You should go. <laughs> you should. Can you leave? <laughs> you got to find, you got to, what you got to do is find the balance that works for you so that you can sleep at night. For instance, I stopped saying the C word on Twitter. That's good. That was a good, a good that was a good place to start. I do have a secret a- special other Twitter feed where I really just <laughs> let it, let it all hang out. See, because every time Griffin censors a word, that word doesn't go away. Oh, no, no. You've got to put it somewhere I, I, or yeah. you get a backlog I, of words. I can't keep carving them into my body. I've got I to gotta find a healthier uh, venue for them. And uh, You mean giving yourself a tattoo of blood. I, yeah, That's yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. My body is just covered in blood tattoos of the C word. We didn't make that concept up. I want to make no, that clear. It was in, uh, it was in one, of the, one of Penn and Teller's books. Yeah, I think it was the it's travel also- book. Yeah, it's also a Lou Reed song. So. This Yahoo Answer is sent in by Nicole B. Thompson. Thanks, Nicole. It's by Yahoo Answers user Dina, who asks, What's Fifty Shades of Grey about? 
A reading teacher's favorite book in my school is Fifty Shades of Grey, and I heard it's like porn, but in words. Can someone tell me what happens in the book? <laughs> yeah, I'll try to wrap it up for you. See, there's a rich businessman. Mm-hmm. His name is Christian Grey. Have you read the book? Meets... No. Okay. I meet a young lady named, uh, let's say Darlene. Okay. Okay. So Christian Grey is this rich businessman. Darlene, I'm going to fuck you and... so good. <laughs> no, that's not what he says. He says, Darlene, I'm going to spank you. And Darlene's uh-huh. like, oh, Christopher, please spank me. No, I, then, at first I think she's more, I think she's like, I don't know if it's going to feel yeah, good. Yeah, at first she's, she's like, you're right. At first she's like, I don't know if I like to get spanked. I don't know. I don't want my fanny to get reddened. And then Christian's like. Is she a ghost? <laughs> she is a ghost in the book. She's a ghost. So Christian Gray's like. Well, I'm sorry, darling, but I'm going to try spanking you anyway. So Christian is melting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to follow along here. Yeah, keep up. Christian is melting. Darlene is a ghost. Okay. And she, he takes her over a knee and he said, get ready for the spank. 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 <laughs> Wait. I'm the spank, confused. The spank executioner is coming into town. I was trying to think of something better than so spank executioner. Christian Gray is the pallbearer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Christian Gray, who you may know better as Undertaker Manager Paul Barrison. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's time to spank you. Uh-huh. It's I got a hanker in for spanking. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. it to you. He's also selling children's cereal. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you so good. And Darlene's like, I still don't know, but then thwack. Gives her the first His hand spanking. actually passes through her, her spectral form. <laughs> yeah, and that gives him, he loves it. Gives him a bunch. Now, did he buy his writing crop on extremechange.com? You bet he did. Okay. Use the coupon code Medalist. Cross promotion. So he spanks her, and that's like the next 200 pages. Uh huh. <laughs> just the one. Does he spank? Or is it just one spank? That just reverberates through her body, and then she describes it in in in, in much detail. I felt I felt my ectoplasm shudder <laughs> through my body. It was as though he were spanking my very soul. <laughs> as his melting Paul Bearer-esque hand <laughs> slipped through my spectrum. I felt form. myself begin to slimer, <laughs> and then I. And then I slimered and slimered and slimered, and there's 30 pages of that. I slimered okay. and slimered over and over again, and then Ernie Hudson showed up and sent me back. Yeah. And made me watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 and said, watch this scene I'm in. It's real good. You're going to love Travis, this scene. you're in the second book now. You've moved on to the second. Oh, the sorry. Second sorry. Can we um, – I, I think that here's an opportunity for us if we could do – if we could somehow create – what Fifty Shades of Grey has done to books, by which I mean mm-hmm. ruined them forever, I think uh-huh. we have a great uh, chance to really seize the podcast market share here. Yeah, if we could ruin podcasts, like we haven't done that already. Well, we could do I like don't an know al- how we could be more erotic than we're already being. That's a good point. We could have a secret alternate podcast stream where we where we talk about uh, just like sex stuff and like really. I guess that's this. Never mind. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, I mean, it's basically this is basically the Fifty Shades of Grey. Just people don't like it as much. <laughs> Maybe we need to do an alternate podcast where we don't do any of that, and it's appropriate for our cousins to listen to, and mm-hmm. that will make this one seem more like Shades of Grey in comparison. Mm-hmm. That's good, and we'll just call that one like Green. 
I uh, I have some um, some hit lines for Fifty Shades of Grey. If you guys just want to try these on, okay, we could try to Go put these on. in the podcast. And oh, see the... good. This is gonna okay. be. <clears throat> I'd like to bite that lip. He whispers darkly. Jeez, I'm a quivering moist mess, and he hasn't even touched me. I squirm in my seat, and I meet oh, his Jesus. dark glare. Fuck. <laughs> the muscles inside the deepest, darkest part of me clench in the most delicious fashion. Where is it not dark <laughs> in your body? <laughs> Suck there is me, no ba- light in it. Okay. Go on, Travis. Suck me, baby. His thumb presses on my tongue, and my mouth closes around him, sucking wildly. Holy fuck, this is wrong, but holy hell is it erotic. This is the dirtiest... <laughs> This is. We have done a podcast where we talked about eating celebrity poop and fucking fowls, and this is the grossest thing I've ever read. Uh, I don't we'll like do that. More. Holy fuck is a standalone sentence. Mm-hmm. I I'll holy do fuck. One, period. Do one more. Oh my! I didn't think it would feel like this. Didn't know it could feel as good as this. My thoughts are scattering like ectoplasm. There's only sensation. Only him. Only me. On, please. I stiffen. <laughs> this is terrible. This is bad. This is badly. And I want to say that this is proof that he is melting. Because the next one is Christian follows with two sharp thrusts and he freezes, pouring himself into me as he finds his release. Where'd you go? Ah, fuck. <laughs> My insides practically contort with potent, needy, liquid desire. God. Guys, it's so turning. She has diarrhea. So she basically has Guys, diarrhea. I was it's at, turning oh, was... from from being a goof to like being genuinely erotic. We need to be careful. We're walking on thin, <laughs> thin, sexy ice. I was uh, I was at Books a Million uh, last weekend, and I was checking out, and the uh, th- the woman in front of me is buying one book, and as the cashier is, is putting it in the bag, he says. Yeah, a lot of people are reading that Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Just like that. And I think this dude legit did not know what the book is. Oh, or like, maybe I, he's just I, putting I, her on blast. <laughs> you think he's blowing up her spot? I think I don't know. Yeah. She was, she, Although they're a shame was, they are a shameless bunch, the, the the fans of this book. I was sat on an airplane while a woman read it. Right next to me. She was reading it. She was reading about people just getting slam jammed and ram jammed, and she was she was thwibbing it right there. <laughs> She was, just, she was just flicking her beans. She, she was just thwibbing, thwibbing her acorn for all to see. Oh, Ugh. man. Fifty Shades of Black. All right, well, nobody listen, wants to listen to this podcast anymore. Mm-hmm. I say we put a... Put a Let's, put we could reveal card. our fucking pin numbers and all of our internet <laughs> passwords right now, and we would be A-OK. Here's where I buried all the jobs. No one's going to find them because no one's listening. Uh... Uh, not that anyone's listening, but this has been My Brother, My Brother, Me. It's a comedy podcast we put out every Monday. Um, if you're looking for something else to listen to on Mondays, uh, I put out another show called Satellite Dish with my wife, Sydney. It's a podcast about TV. So you can find that on iTunes, and it comes out Mondays. It's part of what I'm calling the McElroy Fun Squad Monday. And I, I infrequently... <laughs> Sorry. I, I infrequently produce a, a podcast called In Case of Emergency, uh, so you should check that out. But more importantly, if you're in the Cincinnati area or really anywhere around us, uh, coming in up in October, I'm going to be in a steampunk version of William Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus. 
at the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. Um, so come down and check it out. It's going to be awesome. Travis plays a robot. You can follow me I on. Do. How about I don't have a podcast or a show, but I'm on Twitter. My, it's Griffin McRoy on Twitter, and I um, I'm so close to ten thousand followers, and I want to be. I, for me, that is the that is the celebrity hump. Once you get in five digits, you are mm-hmm. just you're there. You've made it. Um, so this is what I've learned from from the Twitter follow count, Griffin. What's that? Justin is everybody's favorite because he has the most, and then you are the second favorite. Yeah, because uh-huh, you have the second most, and then. The show itself yeah. is everyone's third favorite, yeah. and and coming up last, <laughs> it's me. So there are two thousand people that like the show, but not me. Well, not big on Travis. There's to They're be not f- big Travis fans. To be fair, your tweets are. Um, I'd say they leave a little bit to be decided. Let's read. Uh, let's my go through. Tweets are delightful. Let's go through the list. Let's see. I ate a big ham this morning. And I've never said that. Okay. <laughs> Watching Avatar The Last Airbender again. I just can't get enough mayonnaise. <laughs> I, I detest mayonnaise, sir. Uh, but but uh, thank you to people who uh, have downloaded the show, subscribed on iTunes, and reviewed it. That really means a lot and helps to boost us up there. So if you're looking for a way to say thank you. Um, that that would be a great way to do it. Say it with roses. Tra- Travis, how many roses. Gina Davis retweets have you done in the past month? All of them. Tra- following Travis is like following Gina Davis twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because like if you ever see Janet Gina Davis, I'm right behind her. Mm-hmm. You retweet her tweet and then you tweet at her. Good one, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> you did it again, Gene. <laughs> Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure Off the Album, Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, It was John Roderick's birthday last week. Happy belated birthday, John Roderick. I only know that because people talked about it on Twitter. I'm not like a stalker or anything like that. But um... Oh, God, I just want to smell his hair. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, We got t-shirts and stuff, maxfunstore.com if you want that. Uh, And there's other shows uh, on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find them all at MaximumFun.org. They're all great. And we haven't mentioned in a while, but we got a couple people asking this week. Um, if you are interested in doing a Jumbotron or you have a personal message or a business message or anything like that, just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron and all the information is there. Oh, oh, oh. Before I forget, we've had a lot of people asking about this too. Uh, if you'd like the first uh, 30 or so episodes of the show that are not on the Maximum Fun Network, you can find all those at mbmbam.libson.com. Uh, you just click through the archives there, uh, and on the right side you can see all the all the years we've been doing the show. Um, the first one is in is in April of 2010. You can see the hit art that I made for it before Justin Russo did it, and it's just a picture of the three of us on Mars mm-hmm. near an ocean, and we all have mustaches, and it's not very good art. But it has a special place in my heart. But anyway. That was back when we were using a theme song from, uh, let's call him a very litigious Swedish pop group. Yeah, uh, so you can go back to all the old episodes there and are there for your enjoyment. Thanks for, the, thanks for the years. Thanks for being with us and enjoying us. This is episode 120. We're going to be back next week with one. That seems like a lot. That seems like a pretty big... Seems like we're coming to the well, end. At what point? Yeah, when do we get to stop? Never. Uh, it is my pledge to the listeners of this podcast that we will never stop doing mm-hmm. it until one of us dies. How's that? That seems. Mm-hmm. And that then there will be a very touching slideshow. Or 
<laughs> or until we stop making money off of it. Because yeah, until we stop making money off of it, as that's soon as really that gonna be... sweet money well dries up, mm-hmm. we're gonna dip. I think that there's always gonna be a market though for people to pay us to make fun of uh, George Lopez for them. <laughs> Take care of my like work, my brother, my brother, and me. So you don't you have it. to. So anyway, in closing, um, Griffin's going to ask us one more question. This final Yahoo was sent in by Gray. Thanks, Gray. It's by Yahoo Answers user Monolithic Vulgarity, who asks, Does anyone have a recording of a duck having an orgasm? <laughs> I am Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I am... Uh, Ernie Hudson. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. on the lips. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart. Three stacks. These girls are smart. Play your part.